0: Welcome to Using Your Power. I'm David Andrew been and Joining me is... Maveen Cora. How you doing, Maveen? I'm good, man. I'm, I'm just, just been, uh, drinking on this energy drink that you just gave me, so I'm excited. Tasty, right? That's really good, actually. Sugar-free. Yeah. So what are we talking about today? Um, Today we're going to talk about building a network. Right. <laughs> just right. <laughs> no, it's, it's. I think it's actually a pretty exciting subject when
1: it comes right down to it and you know building a network it's something that's often talked about and i think there's actually a lot of like cynicism about it because of this where like you know you go to these networking events you shake hands you give away business cards and then that's it where you know somebody who's really prepared knows what they want to share knows what they want to say or even just like a really well-organized networking event can benefit you in so many ways and like propel you forward in your life or in your business or whatever it is that you're doing so i think we're definitely examining it from that positive perspective of like why why you'd want to build a network why we think it's important and the ways in which it can benefit you but yeah just acknowledging that there's probably a lot of cynicism and negativity out there about
0: it too absolutely and you know before we get into that you know i think we should uh, make a quick mention of that this is our 10th episode that we're going to be recording together and and uh, you know we've uh, definitely gone through some ups and uh, we've uh, definitely been learning quite a bit and uh, you know just kind of our own dynamic of working together and uh, so you know do you what are your thoughts on the first 10 episodes before we get into this one
1: well, I think we're developing our chemistry over time, I think we're flowing better, we're, you know, figuring out where maybe our weaknesses are, or where areas where we could improve and, and be better as as podcasters, and really it's been figuring out you, your chemistry and my chemistry and, and how we interact together, because podcasting is something I've been doing, doing since 2009. And throughout that process, I felt like I got better and better, and I got was able to express myself better over time. But it's always still a new thing or a new dynamic when you introduce somebody else completely. So that's that's kind of where we're at. But it gets better, which with each episode, I think.
0: No, I agree. You know, it's it's different when you when you do it yourself, right? When you're podcasting yourself, you're just kind of responsible for talking about you know to the audience for yourself not really talking uh with anybody else and interacting right but when you have that two-person dynamic one thing i've noticed is is really you know when to kind of put you know come on into the conversation and when not to come into the conversation you know sometimes i feel like just jumping in right away and making a point but uh, you know just kind of really understanding how that dynamic works so i'm not cutting you off and vice versa right so it's been very it's been a great learning experience for me as well absolutely
1: I've, I've worked with other hosts and co-hosts too and again that would be a completely different dynamic but I guess if you know the person for some amount of time then there's that comfort level and so there was a little bit of that between you and I as well we hung out in coffee shops and had a lot of chats too so
0: oh for sure you know and we've gone out and and uh, like we said earlier you know we've gone out for little hikes and gone off to bath right. and stuff like that so we've definitely got to know each other as we've you know just kind of grown the friendship here and then uh, you know, also growing this podcast into our uh, our little business here right now
1: Exactly. So that's pretty exciting. So yeah, we're, again, we're talking about building a network. I wanted to share a little bit about personal connection, because I think that's where it all starts. It's not just about like going to networking events or going to corporate mandated events where you're forced to speak to other people or forced to into or pressured into making some kind of sale at that event. It's more so like, who are your friends? Who, who are their friends? Who's your family members? And what's the potential for, you know, We often talk about six degrees of separation. Well, what's the potential for one or two degrees of separation of people that you could know that would be influential in your life or in your business or people that could help you take things to the next level? So first and foremost, I think it begins with those personal connections. Who could you introduce to another people is one way to think about how you could add value to others. Like, okay, so you have a friend who is a photographer and you have a friend who is a graphic designer and neither of them see you know, they don't have complementary strengths, but like photography and graphic design would be complementary. So bringing those two people together to work with each other could potentially be beneficial for both of them and might open up new business opportunities for them. So that's one way you can add value to others. And I think that's really the goal of networking is adding value to others, but adding value to yourself simultaneously.
0: You know, you're right, David. One of the things that you made me think of was, you know, when you're introducing people, is really just getting good at introducing people that yeah. don't know each other. And then the people who are being introduced hopefully have the confidence enough to, to talk to each other about, you know, what they do on a personal level and what they maybe do as a work level as well, right? And just kind of helping them become friends. I always look at networking as a way just to make new friends. And you really just don't know. You never know
1: who is going to be a future client, a future friend, maybe even a significant other down the line. And I, I believe in making a good impression. I, it's obvious watching other people, how they conduct themselves, that they don't see that as being a major priority. Right. They don't need or, you know, maybe arrogance is the, the impression they want to make on others. So it's a very deliberate thing, too. It could be that. I don't necessarily see the benefit in that long term, mind you. I think everybody is starved for a friend. It's just that they're hurting and they're not necessarily willing to push through that pain to, to make another connection. So I, I relate to that. I totally understand that, though. But it's a hard thing to, to work through. So with, with building a network, personal connections can really open up a huge number of opportunities what do you think?
0: No, I agree. You know, you know, the one cool thing that uh, we have right now is our social media, right? I mean, there's four or 500, some people have a 1000 Facebook friends, if you actually communicate with all these friends of yours, you would really be able to see that there are people who are in different genres of maybe music or in uh, different hobbies that people have that you're able to maybe connect with these guys or girls, and really just see how you can bring that into what you're doing as well, right? Um, I mean, everybody has a different and talent and if you can open up the network you have sometimes you don't even have to go outside of that network right obviously it would never recommend only staying within your network I think think it is important to go outside of your own personal network and meet people you don't know kind of like how I met you right I mean we met at a show home you came into where I worked we started chatting and you said you you know you podcasted you had your own home-based business so it's kind of neat right it is something that I wanted to always learn about and get into if I had said oh no man I'm only dealing with my four 500 600 people that I have on my network and that's it I'm never making any new friends you know this would have never been happening right now yeah I think yeah
1: that's that's part of just letting people surprise you so you never know what relationships or what friends will surprise you in the future and come to you with opportunities and I've had that so many times where you know Maybe it's not the best way of approaching people, but I've had friends say things like, hey, are you looking to make some extra cash right now? Like, who isn't? But <laughs> <laughs> but those have sometimes turned into really good things because I know you know, it might be another musician and they might be booking some great gigs and they just want me to come and play, which is, a, you know, why wouldn't I want to do that? That's cool. I gained some experience. I got paid for the gig and we have a good time. And, and then it's actually worth my time as well. So sometimes it just presents itself in, in very simple ways like that, like very unexpected. So that's why I believe in being, you know, presentable or, or nice to everybody. I think it was Joyce Meyer that said, though, like, 25% of people like you, 25% people could be convinced to like you, 25% of people hate you, and then 25% (laughs) of people could be convinced to hate you. So you're never going to appeal to everybody, but still making a good first impression where you can, is, I think, is important.
0: Well, they say you can't make a first impression twice, so I I do agree with that, right? So um, kind of what you're saying, too, right? It's uh, finding the right people to team up with. That was kind of my point I had. Uh, so one being in your own personal network that you have uh, already built. I mean, we've all gone, to, potentially have gone to school and moved on to hire different educations as well. I've uh, worked different jobs uh, and, and did different projects, right? So we've had the ability to uh, meet people and connect with different people from different groups, right? And now when you're looking to have potentially, let's say, your own business, it is finding the right people. I mean, it's yeah. easy to build a network with four or five hundred people and you know but you have to really know which of those four or five hundred people that you need to connect with based on the projects you're working with on, right? And even if there's five or ten people that have that same skill, you need to still find that one or two people that actually work better for you as well, right? I mean you can have ten people but you gotta find the people that don't have all the same skills you have, I do think it is important to find people within your own network that don't have all the same skills, right? I've heard, ai remember hearing a line, you probably heard this too, uh, David, that if everybody in your network had the same skills as you, one of you is not needed in your network, right? (laughs) Or so it was kind of, it made me think, right? It's true. Like if me and you had the exact same skills podcasting, well, one of us is really not needed, right? Yeah. So anyway. uh, the nice thing is, you bring different technical skills. I bring different skills as well. Different uh, experiences we both bring. So you know, just connecting with the right people does make a big difference.
1: Well, and it's true in bands as well because if without the right without the right chemistry, you know, the, that band won't really last over the long haul. There might be little perks, there might be financial incentives for staying, so that might keep you for a little bit longer. There might be other little incentives along the way, whether it's appealing to the other sex, or maybe just free drinks at the pub. You know, <laughs> depending on what your motivation what motivation is, there might be other incentives for staying in that band, but w- one that sticks together is one where the there's a mutual respect for each other, and, and that the relationship is solid. It really is a lot like a marriage, and so you'll have ups and downs, and it won't always be easy, but whether it's a business or a, or a band, it's it's a very similar situation
0: where they won't have staying
1: power without a solid foundation
0: right and you know just to kind of add to that too you know part of having a solid foundation is really having a goal and once you understand your goal and each step in that goal then you can really build the right network to help you achieve that goal because obviously it's not just your goal that the network is helping you achieve the you know the people you connect with also probably trying to you know achieve their own goals as well right so i mean once you have that goal step by step you know that People in that network can change and then the goals can change as well, right? It's not necessarily that, you know, the first person you team up with is always going to be the right person to team up with, right? Yeah. Those are going to change as, you know, as you continue to grow and as you, you know, they, they're they going to add the value where they needed to add value and they may even potentially introduce you to somebody else that can do what you're looking for better than they can, right? So it's always good to keep your mind open as well to, you know, what's kind of what's available.
1: Yeah, And I think some people are really great at networking, and other people aren't necessarily equipped for that and may never be that's their strength no matter how hard they work at it they can improve from where they are but they can't necessarily make it their number one thing so i think it's important to realize for everyone out there that there are people who are really strong networkers and are really good at that and i think the temptation sometimes is to look at them and go oh, i wonder why i'm not that like you can be really down on yourself whereas i think it's just important to recognize like you have your strength and that's part of what you said about goals is if you have your bigger vision of what your goal is, then you can find ways to fit everything into that goal. Whereas if you have no overarching goal, that could be pretty murky and hard to figure out.
0: No, you're right. And, you know, the other part of it, too, is not everybody is confident to network either, right? So sometimes it is it, hard yeah. to connect to the right people. People, if you're not confident on your ability to connect, right? I know um, as I was growing up, I was a pretty shy kid growing up, right? And now I- I've kind of got over that shyness. I'm able to talk to a lot of different people, sure. uh, you know, and and it doesn't matter who you are, if you're a CEO or if you're not a CEO, it doesn't really matter to me, right? I-, I don't look at your position anymore. I look at the way, just finding ways to connect to you. And if you find that value in me, and if I find that value in, in you, then we as a two people can work together, right? I don't Don't look at your, your status anymore.
1: I'd like to connect that to the next point, which is just being human. So, so often the networking, again, with the, with the example I gave earlier of a network meeting that you're forced into, or you choose to go to, and then you figure out that it's really disorganized and it's hard to make, you know, that connection with others, unless you're super outgoing is no matter what. I think being you, being yourself, I know it's trite advice, I know it's it's sometimes hard to figure out who you are in the context of different situations but admitting your mistakes or admitting your difficulties, you'll find that people warm to you much quicker. If you say like, you know, I'm just kind of nervous and then they'll go, Oh yeah, me too. And they don't look nervous, but really like <laughs> <laughs> they might be just as nervous as you are. And you'll be grateful that, that you struck up that conversation and they will be too. They'll, they'll be thankful that you took the time to talk to them. So I, I think being just being human, admitting to mistakes admitting to difficulties admitting to your your highs as well as your lows makes you immediately relatable and really what's the point of networking if people can't relate to you
0: no you're right i think the biggest thing people are looking for is someone who is genuine right so i think that's kind of what you're saying by being human is really just be genuine be yourself be who you are you know projecting yourself to be and don't be somebody who you're not trying to be you know to be I guess um, I think the best I can say is you know I've also tried to be something I'm not and I have found that when I do that I'm not successful because I'm not being true to myself right as soon as I said to myself you know uh, I can't be fake because then I gotta be fake all the time right? That's right so if I said you know what's the point of that right I've tried that it doesn't work so now I'm just myself I'm authentic I speak the way I want to speak I connect to the people that will connect with me right if the people you know that's the two two-sided coin right people have to want to connect to you just as much as you want to connect to them in in part of the uh, part of networking right so if you find a good human to connect to then connect to that human right you're not gonna connect to every single person and nor does everybody want to connect with you either no like hopefully if you put your best
1: foot forward most people will at least respond somewhat favorably hopefully none of them are like super standoffish <laughs> or you're gonna yell at you for, for talking to them but it's true you're, you're definitely not gonna make friends with everybody no matter what so it's not about trying to bat 1000 and networking ever no and neither it, neither is it in business or investments you know you can't bat 1000
0: No, you can try, but, you know, (laughs) as long as you're trying to be, you have to be, like I said, genuine to yourself. I think you made that, you know, that point of being human is such a a point, right? More and more now you'll see that in Western society, in culture right now, we are trying to be more relatable and more human and not so work focused as much as we were even 20 years ago, right? Where more and more people now are trying to have more of that spare time so they can go and connect to people and really make those interactions with, with their neighbor even nowadays, right? It's a cliche, but in business
1: there's a term that gets thrown around a lot, which is storytelling. (laughs) Well, you know, you gotta tell this the story of the brand or the story of the company so that people latch on to different things. I'm reading Onward by, I think it's Howard Schultz of Starbucks. Okay. It's a great book. And he, he's talking about this very thing. It's like, it, it, it's not just thinking about what your company's values are. It's also about, well, how is it going to be communicated? Because sometimes getting a third-party person to communicate your story lends more credibility to it than you communicating what your company is about. Because you could say whatever you want about your company.
0: <laughs> no, that's true. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. So... that to me is 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 a really key point about yeah storytelling uh, you know again it's it's cliche it's it's kind of overused term but it's nevertheless true you want a way to communicate who you are and and demonstrate that through illustration not just through like stats or figures or just like something that came out of
0: your mouth you know you're right david storytelling makes you authentic right Right. and it makes you genuine and people can connect to authentic and genuine people have a very hard time connecting to somebody that's just throwing out numbers and stats and, and you know and just trying to quote uh what they've read in the news or read on social media or heard their buddy say right but when you have a real experience and you can connect that with people i mean that just opens up a whole brand new uh way to connect other people
1: was actually a problem with one of the the movies i watched recently which i I think it was video game the movie i apologize if that's wrong it's definitely not indie game the movie because that's actually a great movie (laughs) one of the the, one of them just starts off with a whole bunch of stats about the video game industry and you're kind of like so what point are they making and then they kind of go through this history of video games but they skip so many steps to where you're like really they would have just done better Uh, Focusing on something specific rather than trying to tell this general story about video games, which is impossible to do in like 90 to 120 minutes when you really think about
0: it. Right. No, you're right. Um, One of the things I wanted to mention uh, to David here was um, one of the best ways to be authentic and and, uh, be genuine as a human is, you know, join clubs that you are, excited to join where people that are sharing your same interests are also going to right i think that kind of lines up with what you're saying as well right i mean if we go to places where we're comfortable one we'll have an easier time so even if you're a kind of an introverted person and you have a tough time connecting to people find a place where other introverted people may go and try to connect with them right Everybody's got to start somewhere. Everybody's got to start at their own level of confidence, right? So uh, wherever that is, you know, um, if, if I was able to, <laughs> I enjoy playing chess every so often. I don't play a lot, but, you know, I, I personally wouldn't join a chess club. I just don't have the time to kind of go do it. But if I wanted to, and if I wanted to meet like-minded people and like-minded strategic thinkers, I might consider playing chess on a more, uh, more regular basis, right? Because I know to play the game, you really got to think through your problem or think through your next move right so those are great places to learn to network not just to play a game but also to kind of think about what kind of next steps you may need to take as well
1: yeah because you could do like painting class you could go to ballroom dancing you could go to uh like a land party these are all different ways of connecting with people and various levels of uh social uh what's the best word to use here <laughs> social awareness so yeah, sure why not <laughs> we'll go with that. <laughs> various levels of social awareness I, I would say like if you're getting if you're going to go to painting class odds are you know yeah you're talking to people who are who are very human but also probably very intelligent they're thinkers they like You know, the challenge as well uh, as uh, kind of the meditative aspect of painting. So like relating to that. So if, if you're that kind of person, you would love it.
0: Well, the nice thing is, too, just on the painting thing. So, even in Calgary, they have like these paint nights, right? So, you're going out, yeah, you know, there's, there's a pe- lot of them actually. Yeah, there's tons. And there's people going that have never, not really into painting. They're only going because it's a new experience, right? And sometimes to, to go to these places, it's just for the experience, right? You, you might just kind of do a quick network. You might say hello to everybody, see, you know, you might be sitting next to somebody and say, hey, you know, what do you do, whatnot. But, and you may not, that networking part may not go anywhere because you're not necessarily trying to network with every single person. Person that you ever talked to, right? That's not being genuine. But if you're that genuineness of networking just comes naturally i feel
1: that's a really important point and i think for for people who are introverted maybe coming prepared with a certain number of questions you don't want to make it sound too robotic or anything (laughs) for sure you know can you can you set up a bit of a formula for what that looks like in network marketing we had a farm form that's right family occupation recreation and then m doesn't make any sense that message but
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, message is just having a conversation, hopefully, that's been opened up now because of using talks about family and, and, uh, and uh, recreation and right. Uh, occupation, right? So, in the, the context r- of sales,
1: like it could yes. be like, okay, now they might be ready to talk about uh, coming to see my business
0: or learning about a product or something like that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, and the message can just be anything too, right? It could be the whatever you guys are interested in talking about. It doesn't yeah, necessarily have to be a sale, but absolutely, in sales that works really well, right? I mean, there's different ways and different techniques in uh, communicating with and networking with people as well, right? You know, just from Dale Carnegie, that course has a totally different system in, in network marketing, I know I learned the same thing, right? Form as a as a technique on, on how yeah. to kind of open up communications on talking with people, but the idea, you have is just write down a couple of questions just to kind of ask people. I think that's wonderful.
1: Yeah, exactly. Just like, where are you from? What do you do? What do you enjoy doing in your spare time? Well, if you're going to a painting thing, maybe you already have the answer to that question as far as what they like to do in their spare time, but maybe they'll surprise you and give you some other... Uh, things to latch on to that you can also discuss because they, they might ha- have a lot of common interests to you too, you, or you might find out that they have completely different interests and that can also be an interesting vignette to explore.
0: For sure. And, you know, one of the things that I, I thought of as soon as, when you were t- talking here as well was one of the things people like doing is talking. So if you can ask people exploratory questions, they'll talk and they'll think you're the yeah. most amazing listener and and person to talk to right like open-ended and, questions. and open-ended questions and all you're doing is really just finding out about people right and and a lot of people are just fighting to get all that information out of them and tell somebody about their story right so if you can prepare and a couple of open-ended questions and ask people about them man they'll be your best friend
1: very true and just to talk a little bit more about letting people surprise you, I already mentioned this concept a little bit earlier, but just to give you maybe a little bit more of an idea of how that works or why you'd want to do that, I think again it goes back to making a f- great first impression or as much, as good as you possibly can, and that way you know you you don't put a damper on potential future communication with that person. So that's kind of where it all starts. But as you as you go through life, like you know, you have, you have friends and friends are often for a season. They may not be around for your entire life, but they might also come in and out of your life as well. So you can never write anybody off and say, well, I'm never going to see that person again. So I'm just <laughs> going to, you know, unload on them. Well, that might not be the best thing to do in that moment. And then, granted, there's some people you might want to set boundaries with cause that's just a healthy thing to do. Uh, I've just had so many people ask me for like, Uh, recording services so like audio engineering i've had people ask me for art commissions which i felt was almost out of left field but it was still a cool (laughs) like cool thing to do and if people people know that i do some ghostwriting well if they're super busy and they can't handle their own assignments they'll come to me and say hey would you like to ghostwrite for me even though they're already kind of ghostwriting for someone else so it gets super meta after
0: (laughs) (laughs) but it shows what you just said right if you had uh, completely burnt that bridge, you know, you wouldn't be getting these extra uh, draw aside jobs, right? Exactly. You know But because you ke- kept that network open, it doesn't mean you know you have to be rude to people. You just thank them for you know at the time, say hey, you know it's great being your friend, and and you know let's do work together down the road, right? And when those opportunities come, they'll think about you first, right? Because you're open to it. They understand, hey, your your personality, you're you're good to work with, you're easy to work with. But if you kind of burn bridges with every single person. Person, no one's gonna want to be your friend down the road, right? That's the problem. So if you're if you're pursuing a business or if you're pursuing
1: some kind of freelancing career, that's really the last thing you want to do is like wreck your network. Because if you're already introverted, and I, I'll admit to being that. Certainly, I, I, again, like you, Mavine, I've overcome it in some ways, but I will always get my energy from being around myself and not necessarily from others. Sometimes I get more energy from being around others. Is, is You don't want to really wreck most of those re- relationships, if at all possible, because you will have a limited number of people in your network. You'll probably have more quality people in your network because you're, you're kind of the person that goes deeper, too. But you might not have as many. And, and part of networking is having a big pool to draw from if possible.
0: Absolutely. You said it. Um, is it my turn or your turn for the next It, point? it will be yours. Is it my turn? Yeah. Oh, man, I lost track of where we <laughs> were there. I uh, just wanted to say, so one of the other ones I wrote down here was uh, uh, being aware of who your followers are on your social media. Uh, Networks, right? Um, see, hmm. it's a good idea to figure out who the people are, what they're doing right now. I know on your different social media networks from Twitter to Facebook to Instagram to Snapchat to, to Facebook, what did I miss? Uh, Google Plus or where am I missing anything? Well, I mean, there's so many out there Snapchat, LinkedIn, LinkedIn, Yeah, Pinterest. LinkedIn. Yep, Pinterest. Uh, those are, you know, there's so many different networks that we can actually build, but it's really finding the right people to work with or talk to and communicate with, right? I mean, if you post a picture, like, you know, just like I do, most of the times you're getting a bunch of random likes from, I don't even know where these likes are coming from, they're all like porno stars, liking all my stuff half the time, right? And I'm I'm posting a picture of a glass of tea. It's true. (laughs) You know, it's so weird. But, you know, if you can find that one person to connect with for each picture that somebody's liking and maybe comment on their stuff or like their stuff, uh, but as long as they add value Value to what you are you're doing and maybe you can add value to what they're doing um, building you know that one uh, person network every time you know you post something can be a great way right now asking people uh, what they think or commenting back on what you think about their stuff is also another way to kind of enhance your network as well
1: well, it's, it's a pretty intriguing idea in an age where social media is sometimes being used as a broadcast tool. So for some people, all they ever do is post something that they recently wrote. Not nothing against that. I do that, too. I do use social media as a broadcasting tool. But also, some people only post things from BuzzFeed because BuzzFeed's cool and it's entertaining and it draws people in and, and it, I guess it makes them look or feel smart for posting it and sharing it with their <laughs> friends. Some people are so completely self-involved. Some people are only others-focused. But I think what you're talking about there too is being others-focused with your social media. Why not reach out to that new follower who followed you? You never know why unless you ask. That's right. So
0: And, and on that end, it's exactly what I'm saying, right? You got to really go to where your followers are, right? And when, especially when you're looking at the social media aspect of it right obviously you're doing all the work on the in the back end to build your following right so yeah. if you know if your' following is mostly on let's say for example Twitter or Facebook then you know using programs like uh, Pinterest or Snapchat may not be the best for that particular um, you know uh, network you're building or in that segment of the market you're building it in right it really comes down to uh, knowing where your audience is and then building your network from where your audience is. Well also an interesting thought.
1: Yeah, I guess that's something we think about so often in business, right? With social media, it's like, well, we have to go where our target audience is. It's not it doesn't make a lot of sense to waste time on social networks where where we can't discover any people like the ones that we're thinking about, but you're saying that applies to networking as well. Is figure out who your target is and then try to go to on social networks where those people exist.
0: Yeah, it's you know, and it kinda of lines up with the same point I had before. It's just, you know, joining the right clubs you know if you go join the right club to join or maybe it doesn't have to be a club as in a party club but you know it can be (laughs) if that's what you're doing um, that could be it as well right but it's just really going to where you're the majority of the people that you have that likeness with or that agree with what you are doing or like what you're doing and then building that relationship right it doesn't have to be a necessarily a a business partner it could be a network of followers as well not just business um, folks
1: right and the the movie i was talking about earlier actually is video games the movie so it's got an s in there oh okay so you're close (laughs) it's pretty close (laughs) which is fine my next point was about making introductions actually again that's another thing that i referenced earlier as far as you know getting to Different people connected. Like you might have two people in their network, in your network, but they don't know each other. So you introduce them because it could be a mutually beneficial thing. I think we have to be. So if I have anything else to say about it, I think it's that we have to be somewhat careful in, in, in introductions we make because sometimes you could totally create enemies out of that, and sometimes no value will come of that for the people that you introduce. So you can't just be thinking about yourself. You also have to be thinking about the kind of people that they are, and then f- determine whether or not they're the right people to be introduced to each other. And great things can happen, but bad things can also happen.
0: No, you're right. And, you know, when you're first being introduced to somebody, I think if you take the focus off of what's in it for me being introduced to this person, and you really focus on the other person saying, you know, what value can I bring to the person I'm just being introduced to? I'm sure, you know, we all know, you know, we said earlier, maybe three, four, 500 people. And if we can focus on, hey, you know what, this person is in, let's say, is a writer, right? And say, you know, I, I know a guy that owns a publishing company, I can maybe introduce this guy to the publishing company and get those guys connected. And, you know, you become that that person that adds value to the people you're meeting as well and then you know and they will thank you not you know it doesn't have to be a monetary it doesn't have to be any other way even if they just say thank you right but you get be you get to be known as that guy that can build networks and build uh, communication between two people that are always looking right and sometimes the consultants that uh, are make good money are people who bring things together
1: it's one of those paradoxes that's existed probably for thousands of years which is this whole idea of giving without receiving. Now, I don't think that applies to every aspect of life, but when it comes to networking it's true. You sometimes you don't see the value immediate value in building connections because maybe maybe you have a financial goal or maybe you have A certain goal that you're looking to meet that isn't that or that could be monetary or it could be some something else but you have a goal that you're trying to meet and you don't know how networking is gonna get you further towards that goal it's kind of one of those those paradoxes of, of networking in the long haul you'll see the results of what you do if you do it well if you meet the right people if you go to the right groups then you'll begin to see maybe they, they plant you with ideas you can immediately go and use t- towards the, the achievement of your goal or they'll provide you with resources or they'll point you to a website you didn't even know about that could totally help you get to the next stage. So those are some of the intangibles of networking.
0: No, you're right. And, you know, part with that, uh, part of that as well is just, um, you know, letting the universe introduce you to people as well, right? I don't know, this little bit of the woo-woo stuff, but, you know, there is a part right. where, <laughs> where, you know, if you open yourself up and allow the universe to c- connect you to different people and not judge what's happening, you're right. You will meet the right people and, and those people will, you know, kind of guide you potentially in the right direction without judging them.
1: I think there is something to that you know sometimes I'll just be in a room and a group of people and some of them might be familiar or I guess they I should say they are familiar to me and not all of them but and some people I might have seen a few times but then there'll still be someone specifically that I know that'll be like highlighted to me Right. For lack of a better way of saying it, so sometimes there, there just kind of is that synergy or synchronicity between you and another person. You're maybe just going through some of the same things. This is really the same way how friends are often attracted, right? If if you win a friend with complaining and they they complain about something too, that's pretty much what you win them to. Now they're the friend that complains <laughs> to you. <laughs> well, that's the winner, right? <laughs> yeah, and that's something to be wa- to be watchful for to to an extent because what you win them with is often what you win them too but hopefully they have the maturity to see that like the friendship can definitely grow beyond that like yes you may may have complained about the weather that day to each other but hopefully you have the foresight to see well there could be more common ground to this than just complaining about the weather and hopefully it's not just based on complaining
0: Hopefully not, right? And I mean, if you built your network based on complaining, unless that's what your group is about, you probably need to get people out of your network, right? Yeah. Um, So the next thing I want to kind of mention here was um, one great way that I was thinking about networking was, you know, just kind of things I've always heard. I mean, webinars have been around for a long time now, you know, and and that's a great way people are using uh, video to kind of connect to people, although they're not in the same city or town, right? So, I mean, with with the technology we we have nowadays, I mean, I can connect to somebody on the other side of the world 12 13 hour time difference you know and, and learn from them or vice versa have them learn from me right so there's so many things that we can do nowadays with webinars are easy to set up they're very you know just i think you know a website a password give everybody the password they log on at the time that you've indicated to for them to log on and now they can also come in and learn from you but now in this webinar there's also 10 20 30 maybe 100 people who you know you don't know they're also partaking in this that become part of the network of the person putting on the webinar, right? So, and now that's a great way for the person putting on the uh, webinar to help other people that are joining that webinar uh, become uh, networked as well.
1: There are certain, if you're using WordPress for your website, for example, there are certain plugins that'll play right into webinars that can really help. And you can also use things like GoToMeeting for that. And, And so there's a lot of great tools out there as far as putting on a webinar. I would just say one thing to look out for there is is i've been to like you know low value webinars like i was hoping to learn something about a particular software so i jumped on one of the webinars they were having and it was i don't know 20 30 minutes and he just kind of went through step by step how the software works well, I wasn't there to learn how the hot software works. I already knew how I had figured that out. It was <laughs> it wasn't rocket science for me. Maybe some people in, atten- in attendance there couldn't figure it out for themselves, so it was helpful to them, but I think by the time he was finished, nobody even had any questions. Uh, I don't think that's a good indicator. You want to leave people with some questions, but you want to like provide so much value. Don't overwhelm people, but you want to provide them with enough value to where they they you know the relationship is actually building. Now now you've added value to them, and then they might want to become a customer or they might want to connect with you, with your emails. If you don't provide that value, then there's no point in connecting again in the future. So low value webinars, mm, probably something to
0: be avoided. Right, and you know, I want to give you an example too, um, to you, David, as well as our listeners that, you know, when I first got on Twitter I start, and I was listening to podcasts, I actually started following, uh, following Donald Kelly of uh, the Sales Evangelist, right? So he didn't try to get me in right away. What he did was he actually built a relationship with me, like you said, right? And as that conversation was happening and I was listening to his podcast, and I still do, and, and as we would communicate on Twitter, because that's one place that I enjoy communicating uh, yeah. with different people, um, you know, he eventually just came on, asked me he's like hey man I'm putting out a webinar would you be interested in joining didn't force it didn't really you know force it on day one we built that relationship and friendship over a couple of a couple of months and whatnot And he asked me and, you know, the nicest thing was I was able to kind of join the webinar, listen to kind of his technique and his teaching and really kind of learn a little bit more about sales and kind of what other students that he was teaching in his network were kind of going through and and, and just learn from their examples as well. Now, the coolest thing was once that webinar was over, he actually kind of hung out with me on on the phone Mm. and uh, we kind of chatted after the webinar and really got to know him after that as well, right? Kind of neat thing. He's in Florida. I got some family in uh, Southern Florida as well. And Carton and uh, he you know he's like you know when you're down here come come meet with me right I'd love to have a lunch with you or a uh, dinner with you and the wife so you know we, we've been able to develop that friendship off of a simple communication and and just kind of chatting and and you know when I do go down to Florida I'll absolutely go and meet with him and, and uh, kind of just build that network from that network of friendship that's awesome I really like that
1: and I think I would encourage anybody to do that because out of that friendship I don't want to say special treatment, but you might you might get a few more uh, gold nuggets thrown at you just for being the kind of person that's that's actually engaged with them. I mean, I know I would engage with anybody that said, "Hey, a great blog post." Can I ask a question. Of course, you can ask a question, but uh, you know, just making that extra courtesy to me shows that you're actually engaged and interested in the conversation. Then we can have a real discussion. Whereas somebody that just shares it and says, "Well, I shared your post, and like, I didn't hear anything from you,"
0: is is. <laughs> <laughs> maybe has their expectations misplaced a little bit. Right. And, you know, for me, what I take from it is, you know, if you don't put yourself out there, he could have said, no, man, I'm not really interested in having dinner. I'm not really interested in, in meeting you guys, you know, but that's not his brand. That's not who he is as a person. Yeah. You know, he's building himself into a brand, right? So it was really neat for me to know because our personalities connected, our, our uh, talking was, it was easy to talk to him, you know, and he's, all you know, it was interesting actually in, in during our building of the network, you know, he'd, I'd, I'd tell him, say, hey, you know what, I'm going to use what you said in this uh, podcast, and I'm going to try to do 10 calls by 10 a.m., right? So uh, that's when I was working uh, with the company I was just working with, selling telecommunications, right? And I would just go ahead and tell him right away, say, hey, man, I got eight calls, but I had, you know, five great conversations and three no pickups, and, and whatever that result was, I would tell him right away, right? And, and in that network, you can also be encouraged when you are talking to the different people as well. And with that kind of thing,
1: it can also be a
0: timing thing. Like if you had
1: a podcast and you said, well, I want Seth Godin on my show. Well, you have to ask yourself a couple things. uh, Do you have an audience that seth has never spoken to before do you have like a really unique niche audience because that's one of the things that seth is looking for and b did seth recently release a book and if the answer (laughs) is no i'm not sure that he's gonna he might i'm not saying he won't i'm just saying like this is how a lot of business owners or entrepreneurs will think right well is it worth my time or is the timing right for me to be on this show right now it has to be oftentimes a strategic decision for them. So like they're not necessarily being rude automatically, but they are saying like my priorities aren't there right now, but you know, come back to me at, at this time and we can figure it out. Like that's usually what their no means.
0: Well, I think you're right, and in networking, it is all about timing, and it's all about networking yourself at the right time, right? So I can, I can go out and put myself out there randomly, right, and it may not get me the results I want. So, you know, if Seth Godin is putting out, you know, say, putting out a book and then going out on tour and talking to different podcasters and different multimedia um, facets, then why not, right? But if he's not putting out anything, then there's no real value potentially to talk to different groups, because he may not be adding any additional value, which he hasn't already on different podcasts or different platforms, right? Um, but if he's coming out and he's willing to engage with you know, different audiences, and absolutely, right? But it's also part of his plan, I'm assuming, to engage with people at certain times to develop his network and, and grow his business brand as well. Another aspect to timing is just reading the room. <laughs> Having
1: some awareness about what's happening. So if the format is the, of the meeting is where the facilitator goes up on stage and speaks for 30 minutes, probably the wrong time to go around introducing yourself is while they're speaking, because they want to make sure that they're being heard and respected. And maybe they're setting important ground rules for the entire networking event or meeting that, that you're at. So yeah, definitely picking the right times. Maybe if it's a properly organized networking event, then they might even, tell you when that's supposed to happen. In some networking events, it just happens automatically. And, and somehow you'll just have to find yourself, you know, find find a way to connect with the people that are there or try to find somebody, identify somebody that you can relate to and even just shake hands with one person. Like that's better than, than nothing. And I'd say, you know, you mentioned earlier about goals. Well, setting goals as far as how many people do you want to talk to? Like you have to set goal. When it comes to people, though, you always have to set goals. Uh, not based on on numbers or what your what your expectations are, so much as you know, because you can't really control the results. But you can't you have to set the goals based on what you can control the factors that you are able to manipulate.
0: Right, and just uh, based on what you just said, right, the things that you can control are smiling, yes, shaking somebody's hand, and introducing yourself, and then letting that conversation go where it may. Right. I mean, we can't control how the other person will react to us smiling, shaking their hand, or and introducing ourselves, but if that person is open to wanting to connect, then they will connect, and then that's an easy thing to do, right? I've heard a, another quote earlier too, it's like, uh, half the world is waiting for the other half the world just to put their hand out and smile and shake their hand. Pretty much. Right. So something along that line, and, but that's so true, right? Because we're all so afraid sometimes to just you know, yeah. put ourselves out there. We may miss opportunities to connect to people that can make huge differences you know if we're looking at business that to our business or if we're looking at personal life there's a lot of people out there that can make uh, big differences to both sides right yeah and one
1: final thing I wanted to say about networking is that it, it can happen within the context of community. We had a conversation about community. I would, I would say there, too, there is a little bit of protocol. Like, you might not want to get into an entire sales speech immediately after meeting them at, at a community, like a meetup <laughs> group or whatever. Like, that's maybe not the point of the meetup group. You might want to check with the facilitator or the organizer as well, whether or not they're comfortable with you doing that. But you can shake hands. You can say hello. You can trade business cards and then you can also meet the person outside of that which honestly is probably the best way like just having one exposure and selling on the spot can be very tough whereas having two exposures or just going out for coffee for for a conversation and then building that relationship over multiple exposures not just one or two can really you know build that friendship and and that friendship could be you you could take that in different directions depending on what your objective is.
0: Right, you know uh, I'm not sure what point we're on anymore. I've kind of lost. Right? I think it's probably your last one. Is it okay? Yeah, because you it? know this has been a great conversation, right? So I can't keep track yeah. of what point we're on anymore. But you know one of the things that I was thinking about is as we're recording this, and I know you you write quite a bit and you blog, and I've know I've, I've done a little bit of writing. I've written written on your uh, your website prior as well, just to kind of kind of get an idea of what the feeling is like, what it's like. But in order to have you know yourself a good network of people following your what you do on a daily basis is really putting out content that people want to engage with right mm-hmm. i think that's important that's one thing you've learned yourself is you know if you put out content that's uh, and again i know we've had this conversation too it's kind of odd you know you told me this from day one sometimes you'll put out the best you know uh the best research the most exciting uh, piece of um you know, uh, literature that you put out for people to read on your blog, and you might get like hundred likes or a hundred reads, and you might put out a half, you know, half a uh, job, but you end up getting a thousand reads, and it's just <laughs> like you know, y- you'll never know what people are really looking for. But you know, really, if you can kind of find out what your audience is looking for, you can then start tailoring uh, those articles and blogs and and these podcasts right to those people, right? And and the only way of doing that is asking your network of people who want to follow you, what are they looking for out of your content?
1: That can be an elusive thing for sure. I mean, so so often the advice is define your niche market, study your niche market, use the terms that they use, use the language that they use to connect with them, you know, mirror back to them their problem better than, than they even understand it. I agree with all those points. I just think there's might also be industries where that's not totally applicable or not Possible, For example, the music industry is a very interesting one. I can find stats on certain things, but there are so many things that are shrouded in mystery as far as the music industry goes. It's not a very transparent industry. Meanwhile, if I looked up content marketing stats, like how many blog posts do you think I'll find on Google? There's going to be like hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of results, something like that. Absolutely. Right? And you know, so, the
0: same articles are at the top as well, You know, based on uh, their SEO as well
1: and i guess you could argue that you could have 200 or 1000 conversations with who you think your target market is then you could st- really delve deep and like formulate a th- a thoughts on how to communicate with them so you know i could see i could see that as well and that might be one way to build a network is in an industry where there's no stats there's no uh, indicator of what the problem is or you know you've validated the market but you're still not sure how to appeal to them you could then have these 100 or 200 or 300 skype conversations and build your network that way that could be an amazing way to talk directly to the people you think will be your customer so
0: no, I agree. And one of the things that I like what you said was really putting out content. And you know, I get the idea of having a niche market, and and you know, putting out content for that niche market. But when I look at putting out content, you know, in this podcast, or if we're blogging, or whatever we're doing, even if it's just on our social media, putting out content, and putting out tweets, and putting out you know, just pictures on Instagram, or whatever it is, it's not. My goal is not just to talk to my niche market. My goal is to also talk to people who are not part of my niche market. Mm-hmm. because how else do you develop a following or build your network if you don't look outside of what people are comfortable with right it's kind of what i was saying before if you're good on the technical side and i'm not the best on the technical side now if i was the best on technical side and you're the best on the technical side one of us is not needed <laughs> right we were we both know how to do the same job so we found skills that are exactly the opposite and we're able to you know, make this podcast work because we are two completely different people bringing two completely different, um, you know, just sets of information to what we do. But if we, you know, if we don't look outside of our own sphere of influence as well, then we may not be able to, you know, grow outside of our own niche as well and there's also people like Dan Norris
1: that said instead of going super niche they decided to go very general and that they found the success that way so it's it's surprising sometimes what works and that you know things we've sort of come to accept as like common common sense or good advice isn't always common sense or good advice It's it, it as a general rule it maybe works across most businesses or most you know network building activities but it doesn't necessarily work for every business, every industry, every niche. So there, are, there, I and I could see that side too. Is sometimes being more general will pull more people in, and, and pulling more people in can sometimes mean uh, tailoring to an audience you never thought you would. I think my blog post on on the power of your subconscious mind is the perfect example. I'm not, I'm not even thinking that necessarily musicians are reading that, but it's one of the most popular posts on the music entrepreneur website. I think it's probably book lovers or personal development people or uh, people that are interested in learning more about the subconscious mind that are coming, not necessarily artists, creatives, or musicians, so I'm not naive in thinking that.
0: You know, one, one of the things I want to ask you is I want to challenge you with a question. I know you don't know this question, so I'm going to do it anyways. <laughs> I like kind of doing this on the spot sometimes and in using your expertise, right? I think our listeners will definitely be able to, um, you know, grow their understanding. And I want to ask you, you know, um, when you're putting together content, how what is your kind of formula so you can engage with the people that you know, one, that are going to read what you've written to and how you're getting new readers to come read uh, your content on, on the website? Well, I think first of all, it's a matter of ongoing testing. What gets
1: response? Having if you publish two, three, four, five hundred posts, you will, have some that are going to get you 50% of your results or 80% of your results. It's not always exactly an 80/20 split, but it often is pretty close to that. So, through ongoing testing, you know what what sort of things are you ranking in Google for? And that's actually a good indicator of what people are wanting from you and looking for from you, not just not just that Google likes the content, but like people are actually clicking on it, actually engaging it, actually reading it. That's what makes it rank. So, that kind of testing is pretty hardcore. I have to admit, you know, without doing any homework, that's one of the things I, I think it's important to think about. You know, I, I think even Pat Flynn said this, think about the transformation you want the audience to go through by the end of the blog post. Oh. So what are they going to get? If we think about that upfront, it'll really frame the, the content for you. You'll start the blog post with an introduction, laying out what they're going to learn. Then you teach them what you're going to learn. And then your, your closing is just all the more compelling. Cause now they're like, Now I've taken you through these steps, and if they've been actionable, then the audience has been able to go through that transformation so I think that's that's a key point too and whether it's like income reports or career updates the things that I continue and keep publishing month to month there's probably a good reason why I keep publishing month to month Is because they work right Right. same with weekly digests Uh, it's just all it is is a summary post of everything that was published new that week on the website and I throw in a few other extras and goodies and those get engaged all the time Why, why would I not do what works
0: Right, exactly. And you know, and, and that's what the network that you're building is maybe even looking for, right? I mean, uh, but the nice thing is you're also potentially getting people who don't have all the time to read in depth um, blog posts all the time or listen to you know podcasts you're getting the people who want to communicate with you the way they find the best right so yeah if they 100 yeah if they can communicate with you on a weekly basis read your weekly or read your monthly digest then they're going to do just that right and that's just the way they want to absorb your information but got if, it. you know and if they're happy to come every single day and i know you'd be happy to have them come every single day and, and if that's the way they communicate with you that's wonderful as well right um, but even in that, there's always uh, when you're building your network and really reaching out to your network and having them engage with you is having them engage with you is getting them to tell you about how, what they think your podcast or blog is, is like, you know, telling you where they find constructively where, you know, you can improve because there's a lot of negative that we will hear. Oh, you could do this. You can do that better. Oh man, you guys, you're not clean. Your, your, your audio is not the best yeah. or whatever. Right. And those aren't really constructive criticisms. If you can find a way for me to get better, or maybe I can talk to somebody to get better. Absolutely. Right. And that's adding value to both of us as well as adding value to the listener or the consumer of that content as well.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like good or great or perfection looks different to different people. It's exactly what the point you made about the weekly digest. That's how some people want to interact or engage with my content. And I'm welcome, I'm, I'm happy to provide with them with that, you know, a simple 300 word, 200 word posts that just simply summarizes the new things. And maybe they'll never go any deeper than that. And that's totally okay because for those people, the snackable content, the little things are great you <laughs> but for other people who, who want to come every day i mean i don't publish every day <laughs> i publish uh, three times a week generally but I, that's that's what you're i think that's what you need to do is to just keep constantly creating more things for people to engage and interact with and and you're right you know it's great to have feedback but just getting it from one person cannot can be bad actually and counterproductive because they may not give you the best like you really want to try to take a bigger sample taking it from the vocal minority is also not great at times because we know the kind of posts people put on youtube and reddit sorry guys i think you're being (laughs) a little too critical at times uh you know don't want to call you out but some of the comments are so bad awful terrible stuff and and so you're you're exactly right when it comes to asking questions when it comes to feedback we really have to wade through the bad and identify the good the stuff that's constructive and helpful
0: well, I think you said it, you know, and this is just kind of a, a quick example too, right? You know, you go to a restaurant, you have a bad experience, you tell everybody. You go to a restaurant, you have a good experience, you tell a couple people, right? And and the bad definitely does overweigh, unfortunately, in our society right. the experiences we have, right? So, I mean, having constructive criticism is great, and that's the way we can build our network, right? And if we have constantly negative feedback, it's just like in buying, it's, it's like in sales, right? No different. If the the people that you're selling to can't trust you, you know, they won't allow you to connect to their network either, right? It's that trust level. It's if I've had a bad experience, I'm not going to tell somebody I love and trust to do business with somebody that gave me a bad experience, right? So, uh, I mean, there is a way, you know, that that we have to do these things.
1: Telling the truth is hard. (laughs) You know, like, when people ask, what do you think? I'm now trying to Give them the truth without being like disrespectful or, or being insulting. And I think that that balance is very difficult because honestly, there's going to be very few things that I think are extraordinary or, or great. And I think anybody with with standards that has been at their craft for a while is gonna feel that way, like maybe something like painting. I don't know as much about painting as music. I do know some about painting, <laughs> but like I might just go, "That's amazing! That's a great painting. I love it." And they're gonna ask me, like, "Well, what do you like about it?" And I'm like, I don't know. I m- won't be able to provide them with like an eloquent answer. But music is a whole other thing, where like, unless it's extraordinary, and I'm like your fan. I, uh, you know, there's probably something that to me does not appeal, does not doesn't mean that it doesn't appeal to other people. But for me, it might not be the the best thing in the world. So finding that balance of of, of giving an honest comment that's not insulting and, and doesn't put them down and isn't disrespectful, but it still conveys the point. And I think it's the same way you have to communicate with employees, too. You can't just butter them up you did a great job and they made like 13 errors on it. You're like, well, (laughs) how's that going to help them, right? You got to point out their errors and say, you know, thanks. Uh, You know, here's some of the things that that we need to work on uh, to make this better for next time.
0: You know, I, I like what you said because one of the things that came to mind was, you know, the benefit of building a network and engaging with your network is the people in your network can really help you grow, right? And Absolutely. The, yeah, and the, one of the things I really like is the idea that if, let's say for example, I, I put out some content, and you're the person who's coming to me, David, and saying, you know what, I really like this, but I, I think you could have probably changed that. Mm-hmm. Now, the nice thing is if you come to me with positive criticism, not only are you helping me, but you're also helping that, that community that we're developing that, you know, in this example, right? So if I'm developing a community that's, you know, in podcasts or blogs or whatnot, you know, that person who helps me with their uh, their criticism positive criticism it helps me in their life as well all the other people in the community right and now that's not being selfish you know if you start thinking about good comments that help other people right i know a lot of yeah. times it's easy to say oh man you did a bad job go get a life you know but what who did that really help right it made the person who wrote it feel great about themselves great a clap for you but really you're doing nothing to really help move society forward or your own personal mental state forward
1: well and this is another thing like on instagram it's a strategy guys i know exactly what you're doing just stop you know they'll they'll say great or they'll leave a happy face or they'll say nice which might not like <laughs> (laughs) even come close to describing what the photo is and all you're looking for is that click on your profile image just stop you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna follow you i'm not gonna click on you leave a real human comment and then we can connect and we can create a relationship and we can go from there but you know just just leaving something like that is cheap and i might even delete it so
0: i've seen amazing you haven't seen that one? Oh yeah that one too <laughs> <laughs> great picture it's like wait i'm not taking a picture of anything cool <laughs> yeah same idea
1: <laughs> i just think that kind of stuff is so poor people are still doing the same thing on twitter where they follow one follow follow unfollow follow unfollow, unfollow yeah that's a great way to build a following guys and i'm being sarcastic if you haven't
0: <laughs> <didn't> noticed <laughs> awesome uh great talk david yeah. i think for number 10 um what are your kind of final thoughts on that Final thoughts on
1: networking. It's not easy. It's, you know, but I think, again, what I said earlier about letting people surprise you, that's exactly what's what's happened with my life. And I think that's as a result of of planting seeds that are that are good, like maintaining a good friendship and relationship. And no, I might not engage those people every single day. I might not talk to them every single day. And that's not what networking is about, because you could really burn burn yourself out and burn others out on that constant, ongoing communication. It's really just like making friends. That's all it really is. You're going out there. You're making friends. Just think of it that way. There's so many people that need friends. There's not enough people wanting to make friends. And, and I think
0: that needs to change. I love it. You know, the my final thought on on networking is uh, keeping it simple, right? I, I think I, a lot of people might go to yeah. different events and really start making it, uh, you know, a challenge to talk to people. It's really not if you if you you know allow yourself just to, like I said earlier put your hand out, smile, and introduce yourself, that's really as easy as it can be or as hard as it can be. It really depends on your mindset when you're doing those simple actions, right? And you, you, like you said, I like the idea of being friends because you're not necessarily on the first time meeting someone trying to do your 30-second elevator pitch and trying to sell them something, right? No. The whole idea of a network is to really build that friendship, build that following, build that uh, communication and camaraderie. Con- can't even say the word camaraderie. Yes, that word right there with people and do it together. Right. And once you're able to uh, network with that person and, you, you know, and they're trusting you and, and they see the value in you, they'll want to move forward. And so will you.
1: I love it. Well, thank you so much for listening. We'd love to hear your comments. Feel free to leave it wherever it is you happen to be listening. You should be able to leave a comment or, you know, it's on a weird site. (laughs) Maybe, maybe not. Anyway, you've been listening to using your power on building a network. Thank you so much for joining us. We look forward to sharing again next time. Thank you.